the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We got it up. Don't Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Day Spring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 Hyde Park Ave, Hyde Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 178 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now let's listen to today's message from Pastor David. It doesn't matter where you are, but it matters what you do now for tomorrow. It doesn't matter where you were coming from, it matters what you do now for tomorrow. Very important. Anyone can please God. But without faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For whoever, whoever, whoever comes to God must believe that he is and is a rewarder of those who diligently, not sparingly, not occasionally, not whatsoever time serve God, but those who diligently, consistently, persistently serve God. That's what it takes. So it takes faith to please God. It takes faith to please God. But what is faith? What is faith? What is faith? Hebrews 11.1 says what faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things or for the evidence of things now seen. You know, what is the substance of what we hope for? God is the substance of what we hope for. God is the evidence of what is now seen. Amen? So God is faith. God is the evidence. He is the substance. He is faith. And we say it takes faith to please God. So it takes God to please God. It takes God to please God. If it takes faith to please God, and God is faith, then it takes God to please God. Can you please God by yourself? Can you please God with something? No. Whatever it is that you do, whatever idea you come up with, cannot please God. The only way you can please God is God helping you to please Him. Amen. It takes God to please God. Wow. I think that's powerful. It's not what I can do of my own. It's not what I can do by myself. In fact, it says, without me, you can do nothing. But with me, you can do all things because I will strengthen you to do it. Wow. It takes God to please God. It takes faith to please God. It takes God to please God. Prescription for pleasing God. How to please God. The prescription for pleasing God. How to please God. First Thessalonians 4.1 from verse 1 says to us, Finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abandon more and more just as you received from us how you ought to walk 
and to please God. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. If we just stop there. It says how you ought to walk and to please God. So there is how to please God. There is how to please God. And how to walk to please God. Doesn't mean how to walk to please God. It doesn't mean like that. It doesn't mean swinging yourself you know, to please God. It doesn't mean how to act to please God. It doesn't mean how to behave to please God. It means how to do what? How to live to please God. How to live to please God. It's not how to act to please God. It's not how to behave to please God. It is how to live to please God. That is what that means. There is how to live to please God. So it's a whole concept. It's a whole concept. And all you need to do, or only all you need to have is a device in you that helps you to please God. That device is faith. That device is God. Is God that helps you to please Him. Prescription for pleasing God. How to walk to please God. The scripture in First Thessalonians 4 continues with some things that we're going to look at some other time. And you can read that and you can actually see, you know, some things in there. He said, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. That's one of the ways to please God. Amen. That if you don't abstain from sexual immorality, you cannot please God. He said, every one of you should know how to possess his vessel. His body in sanctification and honor. Every one of you should know how to possess his vessel. To carry his body in sanctification and honor. It suffices just to say that for now. But let's go on. Prescription for pleasing God. Let's look at 1 Samuel. Our text. 1 Samuel chapter 10. 1 Samuel chapter 10. From verse 1 to 16. That is our text in 1 Samuel chapter 10, 1 to 16, we see how by a prophetic word, Samuel instructed Saul on how to walk or how to live to please God. Samuel by the Spirit spoke to Saul, knowing that Saul was a man that did not know God, a man of the flesh. As far as spirituality was concerned, Saul had no equity. Spiritually empty. He was spiritually empty. Saul was spiritually empty. We cannot even say that he was spiritually bankrupt because he was never reaching it to say that he went bankrupt. May you never be spiritually bankrupt in the name of Jesus. Paul, I mean, Saul was spiritually empty. He had no equity as far as God's righteousness was concerned. He was just a man of the flesh. And we did look at that last week. And by way of reminder, we can look at that quickly. 4 Samuel 9. 4 Samuel 9, 1 to 2. We see how the scriptures say, There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zerah, the son of uh, Bekorath, the son of Aphir, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. And he had a choice handsome son whose name was Saul. So Kish, the father of Saul, is described as a mighty man of power. And his son Saul is now being described. He said he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than anybody. He was the tallest man in the kingdom. 
And you can be sure he was also handsome. Good looking. Wow. How about that? Good looking. Saul was handsome and tall. Very conspicuous. Anywhere you saw him, you could recognize him. He would stand out. Stood out as the tallest and stood out as most handsome. This was the mind of the people. When they asked God for a king, they were asking God for somebody physically strong or physically big. Physically big doesn't mean you are physically strong. Physically big, they were asking for somebody that would command respect just by the size of their body. Because they wanted to be like other nations who had kings. And kings, you know, their kings were, were powerful. They could go out to war, lead them to war, lead them to battle for victory. So this was what was in the mind of the people when they asked God for a king. And God said, no, I am your king. They said, no, we want a king. We want to be like other people. You know, I want to be like my friends. I want to be like my colleagues. So they wanted, wanted to be like other people. And God pleaded with them and said, no, don't do that. I'm your king. They said, no. They were stubborn. And God knew their heart. And God said, okay, they're not going to listen. So just do what they want. Oh, may the Lord deliver us from such. Lord, deliver us from stubbornness. Even stubbornness in praying for something that is not ours. Something that is not meant for us. There are many instances of this. The scriptures say concerning Israel. That they will come to God with an idol in their heart. And when they will do that, God will answer them according to the idol in their heart. According to what they had in their heart. Oh, you want to do this? Okay, go ahead and do it. Because God already knows that you won't listen. So he said, okay, go ahead and do it. And even if God doesn't say, okay, go ahead and do it, you will hear yourself. You will hear your own spirit saying to you, go ahead and do it. And you will think it's God saying to you, go ahead and do it. Amen? And the fact that God even says, go ahead and do it, doesn't necessarily mean that is what he wants you to do. I hope you know that. You remember prophet Balaam. Amen. Remember for Balaam? God said, don't go. He said, okay. And he went back to God. Oh, please, should I go? God said, okay, go. And on the way, God met him and said, God blocked him. You don't want to be like that. You don't want to be in that kind of predicament. You see, stubbornness is a serious thing. The way God deals with stubbornness many times is saying, go. You want to do it? Go. Satisfy yourself. Enjoy yourself. No, do what you want to do. Because if you don't do what you want to do, you're never going to learn that you shouldn't have touched it to start with. So God said, go ahead. As if to say, that is my will. The people wanted meat. They craved for meat. As it was in Egypt, they craved for meat. And they were not going to give up. They were not going to take no for an answer. So God directed Moses to give them meat. Not just for one day. Not just for two days. Not just for three days. Not just for a week. But for a whole month. Until they got sick of it. Until it made them sick. Not just got sick. Got sick. Gets an idea of. Oh you just get tired of it. No. Until they were sick of it. Meaning they, they became sick. Not, got, not just got sick. They became sick. They became ill. Hmm? That's how God deals with stubbornness. 
Oh, may the Lord deliver us from stubbornness in the name of Jesus. May the Lord deliver us from stubbornness. May, may the Lord not say to us, go ahead and do it when it is actually not his will. Please, please, please have a heart that is soft towards God. That we quickly yield. So the people wanted a king. And the kind of king they wanted was what God gave them. They wanted that picture in their mind was what God gave them. God gave them Saul. So when they saw Saul, they were like, wow, this is wonderful. This is great. A tall man and an handsome man. Saul was a man of the flesh. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Spring Chapel, located at 1628 Hyde Park Ave in Hyde Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778, extension 2. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.